G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. These experiences all happened 20 plus years ago in the home that I grew up in. My sister and I and both of our friends, we always felt a a bit of a sense of dread originating from the side of the upstairs where the guest room was. When going upstairs, there was a hallway where if you went to the right it led to the game room and the guest room and the bathroom, and if you went to the left it led to our bedrooms. Oftentimes at night, usually right after dusk, the lights in the hallway would just turn off by themselves. I remember hanging out in the game room often and I recall the hallway lights just turning off. Upon investigating, the actual light switches were turned off too. This would happen even when nobody was home and to this day, I sometimes have nightmares of that hallway and the lights going out, leaving me alone and vulnerable in the pitch black darkness. Though, in reality, the lights in the game room never went off on their own and neither did lights in the other parts of the house, so... There was still some light, I guess. The closet in the guest room was odd too. My sister refused to go near it, in fact. She said that she was terrified of it, especially at night. The cats also refused to go near it. In fact, they refused to go near the guest room altogether. In one instance, a friend forcibly carried one of our cats into the guest room and she was absolutely terrified, first standing on end and hissing and everything. She clawed my friend and escaped away from the guest room as quickly as possible. There were also often black widows just hiding in there as well. And the black widows acted a a bit strangely. I remember my mum spraying about four or five as they walked out of the closet, running towards us aggressively. I've encountered a lot of black widows since then and never seen any act like that. But they're just normally shy and non-aggressive. The exterminators weren't sure why so many black widows came from that closet too. It was a, an interior room without any vents and windows and only one wall was an exterior wall. We didn't have them in any other part of the house too, except maybe the garage every once in a while. Maybe I should admit the black widow incident since it can be explained by the mundane, but it fit a pattern of just odd things originating around that guest room. Sometimes when I was home alone at night... I would hear downstairs someone going through the flatware in one of the kitchen drawers. Sometimes they would be disturbed if I examined the drawers after hearing it. Sometimes the cats would be downstairs and when this happened they were always in a deep sleep like they didn't hear the noise at all. It happened so often that eventually I I just ignored it. And only after moving out did I think how strange it was. There were a few more frightening experiences, but the most frightening to me personally was one time right around dusk when I was going to the bathroom in the guest room. I was at an age where I didn't want to share the bathroom with my sister anymore. So, I was home alone and I always had a bad habit of just locking doors, so I had locked it. I was in the middle of doing my business when 
the door handle to the bathroom just started violently jiggling like someone was frantically trying to get in. It must have lasted a few seconds too and then just suddenly stopped. It wasn't a normal kind of jiggling too. It was uh, as if someone who was seriously disturbed was doing it. I can't imagine a sane person jiggling a door handle like that anyway. There was just something unnatural and frightening about the way the door handle was moving. I was frozen in fear for a couple of minutes and asked if someone was there and there was no response. I eventually worked up the courage to open the door and there was nothing out of the ordinary. I immediately called my parents who called the police who came and did a thorough search of the home and of course they they found nothing and, and all the doors and the windows were locked and the alarm was on and it was set and they basically said that it was impossible for an intruder to have gotten in. In another instance too, I was downstairs playing some video games and I was home alone with my sister and she flew downstairs white as a sheet and told me that she'd just seen a red orb about the size of a golf ball just flying through a room. Not quite in a random pattern too, but almost as if it uh, had some sort of intelligence to it. She said that it resembled a, a laser pointer dot, but it was a three-dimensional sphere. I laughed it off at the time and didn't believe her, but my sister reported many instances of her being home alone and her door handle opening on its own and the door to her room just being opened. And, of course, nobody would be there. It eventually frightened her so much, in fact, that she didn't want to be home alone anymore. It happened one time where her friend was alone in the house with her too, and her friend didn't like to come over at night after that. In another instance, I heard the phone ring. I was home alone at night, but it was only ringing on the old phone in the guest room. I picked it up, thinking maybe it was a friend, but it was this really weird static. There was something almost malevolent about the static too. I can't really explain it, because, well, there was no voices or anything, but the static just sounded sinister, and it scared the hell out of me at the time, and I hung up the phone and just ran out of there. There were several instances too where our cats would be startled all of a sudden and just start staring at something. Their eyes would follow whatever it was as it slowly moved and I would try to see what they were looking at but there was nothing. Both cats would just stare at the unseen object or thing and follow it exactly identically with their eyes as if they both saw it simultaneously too. This happened at least once or twice a week too. I had a lot of uh, odd nightmares in that house too. So did my sister, in fact. This is getting long though, so I won't go into it, but there were also some, uh, some other odd and frightening experiences, but I think that those could be chalked up to more mundane explanations, such as a, a time when I swear that I heard someone whisper in my room in the middle of the night. But it's possible it was just the fan rustling something and my imagination distorted the experience. Another experience that I could share, but I was so young at the time that I'm unsure if it actually happened or if it was just a nightmare, but I recall it as a, a true memory though. It was in the middle of a bad storm in the afternoon and my mum was taking a nap. The front door lock just unlatched itself and the front door just creeped open. Nobody there, so I shut it. A few minutes later and the doorbell rings and I look out the peephole and... It looks like three or four figures that had hoods on and no faces. 
or at least in the shadow to where I couldn't see. Uh, like the Grim Reaper, no scythe though, we just stood there, completely still. They had a, a menacing presence too, and I screamed and my mum came and looked out and there was nothing there. Again, I'm not really sure if I dreamed this or if it was an actual memory, but something like that must have happened because I distinctly remember the neighborhood watch just increasing its patrol of our street after my mum told them some creepy people came to our door. More than likely, this was uh, nothing paranormal in just my young overactive imagination and the decay of young childhood memories over the decades. I must have been uh, six or seven at the time, I think. Those other experiences happened when I was well into my early teenage years, though, so I can recall them for sure. The house was a new construction home, built in what was years before just an empty field, so I'm not sure how anything paranormal would have originated. I'd like to hear ideas though, but as soon as we moved out of the house, there were zero paranormal experiences. I stopped having nightmares except for once in a while, and when I did, it was of the old house too. The cats also seemed more relaxed, and I never saw them staring at something unseen in the house again. I always try to rule out the paranormal, and will only consider it paranormal if it fits a, a certain pattern of unexplained phenomena. And these experiences, well, they were reported by multiple people and our cats also reacted strangely. And I've never experienced anything paranormal since moving out of that house, which is odd to me. Oddly enough though, my parents, they said that they never experienced anything paranormal in that house. And I'm at a loss to explain how or why any of this happened. Sometimes I wonder if I should stop by my old house and talk to the current occupants to see if they've experienced anything odd. But of course, I, I have no idea about how to go about this without seeming like an insane person and possibly having the cops pulled on me. So, yeah, those are my experiences and uh, I'll update you guys if I ever go back. Thanks for listening. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm a nurse and I graduated a little over two years ago and I'm working at a really nice place right now. But this happened when I was doing my internship at another nursing home. So I just turned 19 and I remember because my internship started a little after my birthday in August. I had come by for a talk the day before I started and was assigned to one of the nurses already working there. Her name was Louisa. 
Louisa had been working there for 20 plus years and she was going to show me the ropes and whatnot. So there we were just walking around the building, a, a two-story building with several hallways that housed over 40 patients. Louisa walked me through the normal day routine and was showing me a couple of the rooms, where the sheets were, how to get to the meds, just uh, boring basic nursing home stuff. When we finally got to the end of the hallway, she kept looking at one of the doors. It was closed, unlike the others. She opened one of the closets and continued her walk, but her gaze just kept wandering off to the door. When I finally asked her why she kept looking at the door, she told me that we don't use that room and it's been closed off for a while. She didn't want to talk about it anymore, so I just let it go. A few months into my internship and I was allowed to let go of Louisa and do stuff on my own. She was still the person that I went to for questions and whatnot, but I was pretty much on my own during work hours. We all got assigned rooms during the morning report and I found myself assigned to the rooms next to the one that we don't use. Even though Louisa's talk got me a, a little freaked out, I'm not someone to back down, so I kept my mouth shut and just worked my shift. After my shift, I went to put my stuff back into the closet, and when I opened the closet, I, I could hear a, a faint buzzing sound. It was distorted, a, a sound that you would hear if you would crumple a paper over the intercom or something, but with buzzing mixed into it. I didn't think much of it until I remembered what Louisa had said about the room. Naturally, my curiosity won it over my fear, and I went to check if the door was locked. But mind you, all of the doors are electrical, so in the case of a fire or emergency, they shut and lock themselves. The door wasn't locked though, and I figured it must have been broken and thought to myself that maybe this was why they don't use this room. But when I opened it, the sound got louder, but the room was empty. There was nothing in there but a pair of curtains just hanging from the ceiling, and the sound came from the door. The little electric box made the sound the weird crackling buzzy sound. I remember walking closer to see if I was uh, hearing it right and the little light on the box turned on and I could hear groaning or moaning coming from the box. I never knew until then if I was a fight or flight person but I left and shut the door behind me and I just got out of there real quick. That night something inside me told me that I had to know what the story was behind it, so I texted one of my classmates who was also doing her internship there. She told me that the nurses that she was assigned to had told her that the room was apparently a gateway for the people who had passed away in the nursing home. The electrical box was apparently a means for them to uh, talk to us, and the weird groaning sound was them trying to get back to us. They don't use that room because whenever they assigned a patient to that room, they reported nightmares and weird sightings and just overall being uncomfortable and scared. I called my school the next morning and got transferred to a new internship where I still work to this day and if you ask me if I regret doing that, not one bit. I lived in West Germany for eight years as a child. My father was in the US military and was stationed there twice. Once from when I was uh, two to six years old and again when I was eight to twelve years old. 
This was just before reunification in 1990 and our family and my parents, my younger sister and me, went all over the country exploring and visiting parks and castles, hiking through the woods and even taking boat rides down the Rhine. The event that I'm sharing happened when I was eight and my sister was three. We went on a hiking trail through the Black Forest, not one of those long two to four day trails, this one was a, a one day loop trail. The trail had rest stops too and really just a, a flat place with a few benches and tables every five kilometers or so. We had stopped for a rest and my parents were sitting and just talking with a Canadian family. My sister was in a stroller and I was playing in the dirt just off the path. More than anything else, I, I remember how peaceful everything was. The sound of the breeze through the trees, the way the light filtered down through the canopy. I can't describe just the, the immeasurable peace that I felt. The absolute stillness of the woods was almost a physical presence. For some reason, I was so overcome with it that I decided to walk into the woods. I don't know how far I walked, but I was lost almost immediately and I could sort of hear the sound of people talking from the rest stop, but I had no idea which direction it was coming from, filtered through the trees. The odd thing though is that I wasn't afraid at all. I still felt that immeasurable peace. I don't know how long I walked, but it felt like hours and... Then I, I saw her. I say her because even without identifying sexual characteristics, the presence was overwhelmingly feminine. She was a person, but not. Her skin was like skin, but also a bit like bark, like twisted twigs and branches woven together. Her hair was moss, green and fuzzy and short. No mouth, no nose, and her eyes were huge and oval. She also had a yellowish-orange iris with a tiny black pupil. But they took up most of her face too and there was no malice in them, just awareness and sadness. She held out her hand and I took it without hesitating and it felt a bit like wood but like a living branch and also flesh. She led me back to the trail about 20 meters away from the rest stop and I say led but that's not really it. We kind of moved through the forest without moving and I still can't wrap my head around it years later. She let go of my hand and put her fingers to her face as if to make a shushing gesture and then she was gone. But my parents were just packing up my sister when I walked to the rest stop. I thought that I'd been gone for hours but it had only been about 20 or 30 minutes. But they had thought that I walked up the trail a bit and then came back. Now, to this day, I, I'm not sure if what I saw was just a hallucination, a dream, or, or what, but it feels real. And my parents do remember me disappearing, so I know that much is true. It's weird, but the whole scenario has just left this sort of haunting longing in my heart that I, uh, I don't understand. This happened to me about six or seven years ago, late at night. I was talking with my friend on Skype while my family was asleep and I told my friend that I have to go to the toilet and I'll be back soon. I'm the kind of guy who turns on the lights where he goes and I tell this to make it clear that what I saw was not just a silhouette. I turn on the lights in the hallway, in the kitchen and in the corridor and 
I went to the bathroom. After I was done, I went out from the toilet into the corridor to wash my hands, so I turned to the bathroom, but from the corner of my eye, I, I noticed something unusual in the kitchen. I turned my head in that direction, and I saw that someone was sitting at the kitchen table and just staring right at me. I stopped, and my heart started to beat very hard and fast, because it was a man in a black suit. He looked like maybe 40 years old, and his eyes, especially his iris, was dark, maybe dark brown, but I knew that he was staring at me. But for a moment, I, I wondered what I was going to ask him. I mean, do I say, who the hell are you? But no sound came out of my throat, and for a while I was just standing there, waiting for something to happen. But the man didn't move, and neither did I. Suddenly, driven by fear, I, I jumped into the bathroom and locked the door on myself. I washed my hands and my face with cold water and my whole body was just trembling. I really didn't know what to do, but I just decided that I'll stay in the bathroom and if this man was able to come into my house, that I guess he could get in the bathroom, so I grabbed something sharp and I waited. I waited for a few minutes before I opened the door again and this was the hardest part because what I had for defending myself was not much. So I could only really rely on the fact that when I see the man again that I try to yell to other members of my family to wake up and help me. I opened the door a crack and I quickly looked out to the open corridor and there was nothing. I opened the door wider and looked into the kitchen too and nothing. I was afraid, but I came out from the bathroom and decided to look around the house and check every possible place where the man could hide after that. I checked the storage room, the toilet, the kitchen, and I didn't find anything. Then I checked the front door and all the windows, and everything was closed. So, there was just no way to get in. I mean, I didn't even find a trace of anyone having broken into our house. From my point of view, the whole event just took about 10 minutes, and I went back to my room and on Skype I told my friend what happened to me. He told me to check the clock to see how long it took, and apparently I was away for more than one hour. An hour that I have no idea what happened. It was the summer of 2013 in August, just after my birthday, which was the 12th of that month. At this point, it was the 16th to 17th birthday, I believe, and my older sister, who had moved out of home not long after her 18th birthday, she had some free time from work, so my younger sister and I decided to just stay at her house. She lived at the house with her then-girlfriend and her girlfriend's son and daughter. Well, prior to the evening of us staying, my older sister had been telling us about how Jay, the son of the girlfriend, was possibly having some type of um, sleepwalking as every night for the last week at 3am he'd be found standing on his bed with his eyes closed but facing his door. He would have zero recollection of this happening or him doing it when he was asked and he was intelligent enough to answer these questions at the age of 8. I had at the time told her that it could be paranormal related and that and maybe he was being possessed or something, but we had no clue what kind of events my sister and I were in for. 
So the night went by like any other, and my sister and I played Batman on the PS3 up until about midnight and finally decided to go to bed. We didn't have to go anywhere as we were going to sleep in the living room, so we just got ready. My sister chose to sleep on the floor, so I slept on the couch right next to her, and we were laid out like, uh, like an L, our heads being close to each other. She dozed off quickly, but I hadn't been able to shake this really odd feeling of just being watched. Might even turn the light on quite a few times to make sure that nothing was there. After many non-eventful attempts to catch whatever was making me feel weird, I finally just fell asleep. A couple of hours had passed and I was awoken up by a hand pressed against the back of my neck and a head on the side of mine. It was my sister and I could feel her cheek against mine and tears on her face. She said to me, her voice trembling, Jordan, something's grabbing my blanket. I froze when I heard that and my heart was pounding and honestly I, I didn't know what to do. I tried talking but nothing came out and she spoke again and she said Jordan help me, it's grabbing me. And by this point I could feel her grabbing my hair with her right hand and holding onto my neck with her left. I finally said what is it as it hadn't been enough yet to get me to panic, just scared the daylights out of me at this point. When finally, she screamed as she was pulled away from me and I began to yell for my sister as I stood up on the couch. But within a moment, my sister came storming from her room with a baseball bat in hand and flipped the light on and there was nothing in the room. But my sister was in the middle of the floor at this point. My sister came over to her and consoled her and I took no time at all to start bawling and told my sister what had happened with my younger sister. Now, my younger sister, she wasn't cruel and she didn't lie at that age. She swore that she wasn't kidding around and my sister let her stay in her room and I told her that my back hurt at some point. She had me turn around and upon further inspection realized that I had some cuts, as in fingernails on my back, bleeding. Not profusely, but enough to make me bleed, like a, a road rash blood or something. This wasn't the end, however, as not a week had passed, and at my friend's house, my younger sister, as if something had come over her, she attacked me and bit me and hit me a lot. I was after my mum had yelled at her and told her to go to her room, and after heading to her room, I just sat in the kitchen. A few minutes had passed, and my sister started screaming, and my mum called out saying, Jordan, leave her be. Obviously annoyed by everything that had went on that day, I walked out from the kitchen saying, I'm right here, and my mum and I bolted up the stairs, and upon making it to the top, we looked to my sister's room, and we see what I thought for a moment was a, a brief shadow figure. We charged into her room and saw her curled up on the bed. I'm now age 22, and to this day, I, I have no idea what was going on back then. If any of you guys have any ideas of what that could have been, uh, I'm all ears. I'm of Navajo descent, and I'm a quarter, and my grandfather is pure. This was quite a while ago, but every summer we used to go and stay at my uncle's house. He has three floors, and the basement was pretty much the living room, and had a slope that went above ground, so it was only half underground, and had windows and everything. So, for some odd reason, they leave these huge windows open at night. 
I've seen things snooping around pretty often and mainly as distant silhouettes or six feet tall coyotes. Could just be normal I suppose but very odd so I knew exactly what to expect when you voluntarily leave a window large enough for a person to easily climb in through, right? So this situation had obviously already made me feel uncomfortable because of stories about when we were babies and my family was staying in my Nali's trailer and she had those individual square locks and they woke up in the early dark hours of the next morning to find all the locks on the floor and the doors just wide open and my brother was missing a lock of hair too. My Nali had to allegedly do some sort of ritual or prayer or something like that to save him. And he grew up to be successful and is following his dreams now, so I don't know how much truth there is to it, but he's okay. So we're all getting ready for bed and my grandma was sleeping on the couch, my brother and his friend sleeping on the other couch, and me and my aunt were sleeping on a, a mattress behind the couch that my grandma was on. Everyone else went camping outside to skinwalker hunt and everyone got settled and just went to bed and my aunt stole my pillow and around one or so I, I woke up feeling a bit uneasy. Initially I, I thought it was just my neck from a lack of pillow so I sat up and looked around for it and everything just appeared normal and nothing was in the windows but there were some distant flashing lights that we see uh, every so often and I just went back to sleep though because it was all pretty normal to me. So uh, around 4am I, I wake up again and I roll onto my left side to see my aunt just sleeping peacefully despite having rolled off of our mattress. Her hair was spread across the floor and she was completely wrapped up cozy in a blanket. Everything was pretty normal until I realized that my aunt was on my right side of the bed and Whoever or whatever this was, it was not my aunt. There was long black hair that was not hers and it was to a knee that was exposed, mind you, and was kind of weird looking, sort of almost dislocated or something. I suppose it's possible that this thing was not human, but... You know how if you kind of get really badly injured or afraid you either become incapacitated with fear or you're filled with adrenaline? Well I filled up with adrenaline and I reached my arm up and grabbed the couch and flipped myself over to the other side. I woke my grandma up and in doing so I, I told her to stay awake but to stay quiet. And it began to move around the couch and then it just kind of went back out the window. It was so odd though. The way it moved, it was uh, really smooth and kind of crouching and crawling almost, almost snake-like. Anyway, I don't know what the hell that thing was or if I was just hallucinating or if it was a, a skinwalker or, or what, but I'll never forget that night and my grandma was a witness to it as well because she remembers waking up and she remembers me being terrified. Either way, I, I hope nothing like that ever happens again. And nowadays, I make sure those windows are shut. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. 
Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.